Hey everyone, and welcome to Questions. I'm here with Pastor Joel. How are you doing today? Doing great. Awesome. We have a question from Stephen. He asks, what is wholesome speech according to the Bible? How would you respond to Stephen? Great, great question, Stephen. What is wholesome speech? And I like the way you phrased the question. I like that you used the biblical, the biblical term, um, wholesome speech, because right. that's actually what we find uh, in Ephesians. This would be the primary text for this. The Bible talks a lot about our speech. Certainly, uh, James speaks to this, right? He, he talks about how if a man is is perfect in his speech, then he's um, he's perfect in everything, right? Because uh, basically what James says is that um, the tongue, you know, it can set ablaze a whole forest, you know, like fire. The, the tongue, is, it's 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 the most difficult thing to tame, right? James says oh, all these other beasts have been tamed, and uh, he talks about like a ship, right? Like a big, large ship. It's steered, it's directed by a small rudder, mm-hmm. and the tongue is likened to that. And so he says if, if a man is perfect in his speech, he's perfect in all things. If he could, basically what James is saying is that, um, what he's saying is that we need to be careful with our speech, but he's also saying that nobody's speech is perfect, mm-hmm. right? He's rhetorically, uh, in, implicitly, he's saying um, nobody will have perfect speech because if they have perfect speech, they'd be a perfect man mm-hmm. because right. that, that's just how difficult it is. Um I'm so mindful of this topic for myself just because uh, I talk a lot, <laughs> especially as a pastor. Um, it, James actually goes further and says, um, where, where words are many, sin is not absent. Uh, the Proverbs actually speak to that. Um, and so where words are many, um, sin is not absent. And I just think, all right, every Sunday morning I preach for an hour. If that's not many words, I don't, I don't really know what is. So um, it's crazy thinking like as a pastor, I've never preached a sinless sermon. Never have. Uh, because the Bible tells me where words are many, sin is not absent. But by God's grace, as I'm being sanctified and maturing and growing, um, I'm getting more and more righteous in my preaching. But even my preaching, not just even my preaching, you could even say especially my preaching, because it mandates many words, it is always going to be sprinkled with sin. So even in preaching the word of God, I must use many words and where many words are present, sin is not mm-hmm. absent. So our speech is incredibly difficult. James speaks to this a lot, other biblical passages as well. But I think the primary, premier passage that I would want to address, and I think this is what you're, you're getting at, Stephen, because you used the terminology, you used the specific phrasing, wholesome speech. That text would be this, Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 29. Again, that's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. This is what the Bible says. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but, continues, only such as is good for building up and fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Now, some other translations are going to say this. They're going to say instead of corrupted talk, it's going to say, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But this is what I want you to see. Just just from different translations of the Bible, we can already glean something. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Or the translation that I'm using, the ESV says, let no corrupting talk. I think we can liken unwholesome, the word unwholesome with the word corrupting. Now, even without looking at different translations, let's just, let's just go with the unwholesome. Let no unwholesome speech come out of your mouths, but and this, I think we, we're, we're just, 
we are expected to assume that what's about to be said is going to be the opposite, right? So don't let unwholesome speech proceed from your mouth. Rather, let the opposite, the opposite of what's unwholesome, which is this, only such as is good for building up. Some translations would say only that which is good for edification. And that's edification. It just It means to build up. And then it goes on as fits the occasion, right? So it's going to require some discernment. Right? There are times where we should say something and other times where we should say something else. Right, So the, the speech needs to fit the occasion. Right, It's not just this universal principle all the time. There are It's contextual. That's literally what, what's being said in the verse. Right, it, it needs to be not unwholesome or corrupting talk, but it needs to be speech that is what? what it, that, what's the opposite of unwholesome? It's speech that is edifying, good, that is advantageous. Um, it is effective for building up and as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear so good godly speech is this is what i want you to get good godly speech it's it's just simply it's not as simple as just taking two you know two lists right good words and bad words and then just putting you know here are the curse words don't ever use those Mm -hmm. Now, please hear me. This is an important disclaimer. I do believe that there are some words in the English language that, that I'm not going to say, but that that should never proceed from the mouth of a Christian. They're just they're, that simply the, the word is simply invented. Its its purpose is is merely to convey um, crudeness. Um vulgarity sexual inappropriateness and uh, and so those kinds of words that like are perverse right they uh, usually the words that trivialize sex like god created sex sex is not bad um, but that that's the problem the reason why we don't use these words is not because they refer to sex and sex is bad um, but they actually refer to sex in bad ways so sex is good and precious and righteous and beautiful. And there are certain words that people have invented for the very purpose of trivializing and perverting the the, the act of sex. Right. So those are certain. So I would say there are, you, you could do the list, right? And there would be some words in, in the bad word category on your list that a Christian should never use. But it's not that simple. It's It's more than that. Because, because avoiding unwholesome speech, according to Ephesians 4, verse 29, it's not just which words we use, um, but, but it's, it's, it's the way we construct those words, right? So it's just, it's not as simple as just don't use this word. It's, it's the construction of the sentence. It's, it's, there are certain words that, that are not inherently bad, evil, immoral in and of themselves, right? So I could, without cursing, I could use unwholesome speech. And I think there are some cases in the Bible, again, some words should never be used, but there are some cases in the Bible where there's strong language that that a lot of Christians would tend to think is just, you know, ungodly, but, but constructed in the right way. And again, it's contextual as fits, right? It says as fits the occasion. Mm -hmm. So there are some occasions, I think of Elijah with the prophets of Baal, right? Where he's, he's taunting them. He's mocking them. He says some pretty strong things about their false God, Baal. And, uh, but it fits the occasion, mm-hmm. right? And, and there's still some words that he would, even in that occasion, would still not use. So, so I think, how do we have wholesome speech? Well, unwholesome speech is likened to corrupting speech. 
Corrupting me, really, this is what we should say. It's, it corrupts, it corrodes, it destroys, it tears down. And the opposite is, right? So unwholesome speech tears down. Wholesome speech is that which builds up. It edifies. So so good godly speech is not just speaking like, for lack of a better example, it's not just talking like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, right? right? Some of you, you're like, I can't believe you referenced The Simpsons. That's a bad show. Well, that's exact. That's precisely what I'm talking about. Why is it bad? I, I would have some problems perhaps with The Simpsons, but... But but why is it bad, right? Because because the Simpsons they really with that character Ned Flanders they're really kind of poking fun, they're mocking Christians because he's just like you know like uh, hey their neighbor diddly did you know and just using that kind of you know like Mister Rogers kind of maybe yeah. he's a better example. Um, but you could you could talk like Mister Rogers, you could talk like Ned Flanders, and still not have wholesome speech because wholesome speech it's not just nice. That's my point. Uh, it, it's not just nice speech. It's it's. It's constructive. It's edifying. It builds up. There are a lot of Ned Flanders out there in the Christian world that have nice speech, but it's not wholesome speech because wholesome speech is more than nice. It builds. It, it constructs. It, it, um, it causes people to flourish. It doesn't just flatter them and make them feel good about themselves. It's not just nice speech. It's, it's, Speech with weight, it it has a purpose. It's building up. It's it's building something. It's it's constructing something. It's it matters. It's significant. It's it's accomplishing something. So wholesome speech builds up, and it fits the occasion. And here's the thing: speech that builds up. There are times where um, speech that builds up it, it, it that includes correction. Mm-hmm. Right. So so there is a way. Of, we can't we can't say wholesome right it's like i keep thinking of these cartoon examples but i think of bambi right where thumper's you know thumper's mom says if you don't have something nice to say then don't say something at all that's not biblical right there are lots of times that jesus said things that were not nice and if he was you know using the thumper the bambi prim- principle then there's a lot of things that jesus wouldn't have said but he needed to say them and they were worth saying. It was righteous. It was good for him to say. And it was not unwholesome. It was not unwholesome. It did tear down in a sense. But here's the thing. It tore down what? It tore down people's ego. It tore down sin. It tore down pride. It tore down idols. It tore down legalism. It tore down oppression. It tore, like it. That's what it tore down. It didn't tear down the person. It tore down everything that was standing in the way of the person actually being reconciled to God that's wholesome speech. That's good speech. So I, I hope that's helpful for you. Well, thank you, Stephen, for sending in that question. And if you have any questions that you'd like answered uh, on future episodes of questions, send send us those at uh, rightresponseministries.com or any of the social media platforms that you're watching us on. We really appreciate all the shares and likes and comments that you send us. So uh, please continue to do that. We'll see you next time. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.